0: Hello, thank you for listening to Healthy Ish. I am the host of this podcast from Body and Soul. My name is Felicity Harley, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Ben Bravery. He. He was a patient, cancer patient, come doctor who has a heart-wrenching yet heartwarming story, but he has an important message for all of us about navigating the Australian healthcare system, and he's going to share his story and wisdom today. Now, if you like what you hear from Ben, he is up on Extra Healthy-ish, talking more about what he learnt during his cancer diagnosis and what he learnt training to be a doctor. Just search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Ben, welcome to Healthy Each. Nice to have you in Body and Soul HQ. Thanks for having me. And a new book, congratulations. How does it feel? It actually drops today.
1: It's really exciting. Really, really exciting. It's been a long time coming.
0: Does it feel like you've just got another child out there and you just need to. Kind of, kind
1: yeah. of. Yeah, it's bittersweet. There's a lot of trauma there. I'm kind of forgetting it now yeah, that true. we're celebrating.
0: Yeah. Now, tell us about the patient doctor. Who is this person?
1: So I got bowel cancer at 28. Uh, It was 11 years ago now, and it came out of nowhere. No family history, got all the classic signs. Had a colonoscopy, had a year of treatment. It was quite advanced when I got it, stage three. And I tried to go back to normal life afterwards. I was a science communicator and a zoologist, but it didn't feel right. So I took myself off to med school and became a doctor.
0: And how was that experience from one side to the other?
1: Traumatising in a different way. Okay. Um, Med school was intense and it was often hostile. And uh, the way doctors talk to each other and teach each other struck me as lacking a lot of compassion. And interestingly, it's kind of the pattern I saw when I was a patient. I saw a lot of that Mm, poor care, bad communication, dodgy attitudes. And I saw it now on both sides.
0: I feel like, you know, what you said there should be the fundamentals of being a doctor. Compassion, care, heart. Where where has it gone wrong, do you think? Like, where are we going wrong?
1: You're spot on. And they're actually the things that really matter. The technical stuff we all do, right? We have a really good healthcare system. But it's that other stuff that you mentioned that people remember. It's what they take away from the experience. And that stays with them. Where have we gone wrong? I think we reward the wrong things. We haven't caught up. And we've let the system hijack the doctor-patient relationship in a way, taking away from the humanity and rewarding things that don't matter, like exam scores and maybe publications, and less about how present a doctor is and how their communication is of a high standard.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a good point, because we do. We tend to look at, oh, but that person's had X amount of journal articles mm, absolutely. published. Absolutely, professor. Exactly, but yeah. what are they actually like as a person and yeah. how do they care? I think you know, you write about this in the book and we all have to navigate the healthcare system at some stage, perhaps, you know, many listeners have already been through it. And you write about the unnerving feeling of never being at the centre of your care, not really grasping what was happening Mm. when you were going through bowel cancer. What did you learn? Perhaps what what advice would you give to listeners who are going to perhaps at some stage go through a similar thing or hopefully not, or have parents going through a similar thing, or what's some lessons that you learned?
1: It's a really interesting point because it, it, healthcare is complex. Medicine is really complex. I, I'm realistic. I couldn't be at the center of of it for lots of it right because other experts had to drive it but I think we can do work with patients before and after that so from a patient perspective I really recommend everybody take someone with them to major appointments you need another set of eyes and ears plus it's a really good way to address that power balance between you and sometimes the professor sitting behind the big oak desk right pointing at scans that you don't understand. I actually encourage Dr. Google. I think people in this information age should be Googling things and bringing information to the doctor because that's where the skill is now. We're no longer the arbiters of knowledge. We don't have all the encyclopedias behind us. Our skill now is matching that patient with the information they've read to the best care you should take a journal where you've written questions down before you go because you'll forget once you're in there. You'll pop, obviously sometimes hear really devastating things and your mind will go blank. That's where you hand the notebook to the person with you and you go, these are the things we wanted to know. I also recommend asking the doctor about things that aren't related to medicine because you want to connect with them Great as tip. a person.
0: What about, you know, let's go back to the Dr. Google thing. What about if you you know, how do we stop ourselves going to the hole? Mm. Because, you know, if someone says, oh, you've got cancer and you'll be, you know, Googling, okay, how many years left? What's going to happen? Yep. You know, so how do we find that, I suppose, a suppose delicate balance mm. of arming ourselves with knowledge but also not diagnosing ourselves that, you know, we might not be here in a few weeks.
1: Exactly, and the internet is a minefield, right? There's a lot of trash out there, a lot of really bad health information, and stuff that's just wrong, set up by groups that are trying to influence discussion. Um, still, though, you've got to accept as a doctor, and I accept this now with my patients. They're going to have already done that. They're going to, when they've got the symptom. They, it's the first thing they're putting into their phone or their computer. I did it. When I was bleeding, right, I Googled it, cancer came up, I pucked it, then cancer came up again and I went down a rabbit hole. But I wanted my team to address those fears because they're there and we've got to address them. Sometimes they can even get in the way of care. So they might explain a fear or an avoidance of treatment. And unless the doctor is comfortable that that person is going to have found that stuff out and want to address it, they might miss that opportunity to correct something.
0: So how did you... You know, navigate that in your headspace when you were went down that route of googling cancer, and then you were like, "Well, hang on, I've just got to look at facts." Is is that what it is? Just a matter of looking at the facts in front of you at the time? Because health can be so confusing, mm. and especially if you're going through something and you're latching on to what that doctor's saying. Oh, but they're saying this, mm. but no, they said this. But you know, you look for that hope, but then you also see the doom and gloom.
1: Yeah, I I went into I was a scientist, right? So I had some you know knowledge about this stuff and could access the research. But I still found myself fine, you know, going down rabbit holes and ending up on weird blogs that were completely inaccurate. But I had that emotional need and I was hungry to find answers. And sometimes you want to confirm the worst and sometimes you want to look for the best. Um, I talked to my family and friends about that process because they're a good kind of benchmark for yeah, whether you're are. getting a bit too yes, deep. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I actually was open about my healthcare providers, doctors and nurses. I I'd found this or I've read this. Um, also, I, it's really important with any diagnosis that you address the mind. So I chatted with a psychologist and they were able to help me check some of those fears, some of those anxieties and control some of that spiral behaviour.
0: Yeah, good tip. I think seeing someone is so important. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, just lastly, what has this whole experience of, you know, having bowel cancer and then becoming a doctor, How has it changed your view of life and living and how do you view that?
1: That's a huge question. I know, in right? one
0: in one minute, yeah,
1: please. Yeah. So what what it's done, <laughs> I, I say to my friends is I was twenty eight and I became eighty two. So I got an idea that my body wasn't going to last at a young age, that I couldn't trust it, and that life was really precious. I know that's a cliche, but it is, and you no, realize it that way.
0: There's a cliche for a reason.
1: Yeah, that's true. And so now I, it's much easier for me to decide what to do with my time and energy because I've got that test there. If the cancer comes back, am I happy doing what I'm doing? Is this my purpose? Um, it also really helps you slow down which is hard to do in this age, really hard to do. But that's what cancer did for me.
0: Yeah. Ben, thank you for coming on issue and sharing your story. Thank you. you would like to know more from ben or dr ben bravery his book is called the patient doctor and it is out now if you want more from us bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on instagram facebook or tiktok thanks again for tuning into this chat and if you have a moment we'd be so grateful if you could rate review or subscribe to this podcast you can also actually comment on this particular episode and until tomorrow stay healthy-ish